slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, welcome everybody to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us as we talk all things New York Islanders every day here, Monday through Friday. And so much going on right now as the Islanders prepare to meet the Washington Capitals down in our nation's capital, uh, putting their nine-game winning streak on the line. We'll have a full preview. We have the latest updates on the... COVID-19 protocol situation involving Noah Dobson and J.G. Pajot. Plus, we are going to look at why right now is very much a turning point for the Islanders in their 2020-2021 season and how this is a crossroads for the Islanders right now and how vital, let's say, the next five or six games are going to be for this hockey team as they try to figure out how to survive without their captain, Anders Lee, for the foreseeable future. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to email the show, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Ice Wars NYRVSNYI, and I'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news and notes. Plus, I will always be tweeting during nearly every Islanders game, so if you want some instant updates and analysis on what's happening with the Islanders, Please follow on Twitter, and I will be sure to keep you up to date. So much happening right now, and let's start with just a little bit of news that yesterday afternoon, J.G. Pajot, no longer on the pro, uh, the protocols for COVID-19. He is off that list, which means he should be available for the Islanders tonight when they take on the Washington Capitals in what is a huge game for the Islanders and for Washington, for that matter. So, good news there. Pajot should be available. And, you know, you think about how important J.G. Pajot is to this hockey team. It is absolutely huge that he is going to be back in the lineup. Pajot does a little bit of everything. He is on the third line, but he can drop down to the fourth or play in the top six whenever injuries strike or you want a certain matchup. So he's versatile in that sense. He is excellent, excellent in the soft circle. And that is always possession of that puck 
at, you know, as often as you can. And then you add the fact that Pajot is very effective on the second power play unit and that he is an excellent penalty killer. And you can see why uh, Barry Trotz wanted to acquire J.G. Pajot and why his absence over a longer period of time would definitely be something that could hurt this hockey team in a lot of ways. Also, however, uh, Noah Dobson remains in the COVID protocol. We will update you further as soon as we hear it. And again, if you follow on Twitter, we'll be able to uh, update you as soon as we hear something. But uh, Dobson still not clear whether or not he can get out of the protocol. Happens. Sebastian Ajo again a mixed job filling in. He had uh, had an assist, made some good plays, but also had a turnover that led directly to one of the New Jersey goals in that game. And at the end of the day, look, Ajo uh, capable, and the Islanders are hopeful that as he plays a little bit more, he will get back into the swing of things. But, you know, we've talked on this show a number of times about how important depth is on defense. And if really Thomas Hickey is not an option for cap reasons, and Aho is, you know, hasn't proven himself yet at the NHL level to be someone who the Islanders can rely on for the long haul, then, you know, that remains one of those areas on this roster that really will require some reinforcement come the trade deadline, that the Islanders, you know, they lost Devon Taves for really, it was a trade, but it was really for cap reasons during the offseason, and then they lost Johnny Boychuk due to his career-ending eye injury, and as a result of those two injuries, you know, last year in the playoffs, this team was eight deep, reliably, on the blue line. Now they are six deep, uh, unless Ajo proves otherwise. And, you know, the, the odds of going through an entire even 56-game season without losing a defenseman for some period of time is not high. And so the Islanders have to figure out who would be the seventh defenseman in case of injury because it could really affect this team. The Islanders, being a defense-first oriented team, really do need to sort of pick things up a little bit and, and get back on, make sure that, you know, they take care of defense, which is always important to this hockey team. So we'll keep an eye on that as we get closer to the trade deadline, which, as I uh, mentioned yesterday, is less than one month. Away. We have got a lot more to talk about on this show. We'll explain why the Islanders' season may be at a crossroads right now. Uh, even though the Islanders, as of yesterday, had the most points of any team in the National Hockey League. We'll preview tonight's game against Washington. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we'll talk about why Islander fans are a little miffed with WFAN's Craig Carton. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast.
Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home, and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Betting on the Islanders or any sport doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. So, Islander fans a little upset right now with WFAN's Craig Carton. Why, you may ask? Well, late last week, Carton basically saying that there will not be a championship in New York City and the metropolitan area in the next five years unless the Yankees or the Brooklyn Nets win a championship. And look, Islander fans have every right to be angry about that statement. The Islanders, as I mentioned earlier in the show, as of Monday, had more points than any team in the NHL. Last year, they went to the Stanley Cup semifinals or the Eastern Conference Finals during the playoffs. They have a Hall of Fame general manager and one of the best coaches in the NHL, who he himself will probably get inducted into the Hall of Fame when his coaching career is over. They have a lot of young talent. They are a hard-working team. And while the Islanders are certainly not locks to win a championship in the next five years, no team really is, but at the same time, the Islanders are definitely in the contender list of teams in the National Hockey League this year. And to say that they are not contenders, uh, I, I think is just, you know, ignorant. Now, look, it's Craig Carton's job to stir up controversy, and that's what he's doing by making that statement. He is trying to get people upset, so they talk about what he said and what it meant and everything else. But at the same time, to omit the Islanders is really just not fair. And considering that the Islanders, A, were in the conference final last year, and B, probably gave the eventual Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning more than they could handle, more than any other opponent gave, you know, more competition than any other playoff opponent gave them last year. It is 
foolish to overlook the Islanders. And again, the lack of respect that the Islanders get from the media continues, and it's disappointing that that is even taking place here in the New York metropolitan area. I mentioned that this is a season at a crossroads, and part of that is because, first of all, we have passed now the halfway mark of this abbreviated 56-game season that we're having this year in the NHL. We are past the halfway mark, and the Islanders, again, first place in their division, got to be pleased with the first half of the season that this team has had, but the reason that they're at a crossroads is the loss of Anders Lee, and we still don't know how long we will be without the captain, but clearly, the second half of the season, and more importantly, the postseason, the Islanders' success in the second half and in the playoffs, a lot of it will depend on how they respond to the Anders Lee injury. Can the Islanders overcome the loss of their captain? And yeah, over the weekend, two games in New Jersey, and you beat the Devils twice, and everything seems well. And Kiefer Bellows, three goals in those two games. You got good enough goaltending from both Varlamov and Sorokin, and everything seems to be heading in the right direction. But anybody who has watched hockey over the years can tell you, getting it done in one game or two games is a lot different than sustaining it for 25 games or 10 games or or for a whole playoff year. And can Kiefer Bellows get the job done over the long haul at this stage in his NHL career? We don't know. The early returns so far have been good. Like a lot of goal scorers, the goals usually come in bunches. And I think that Bellows is capable of giving the Islanders, let's say, in the last 25 games, giving them 10, 12 goals if he continues to play well. But here's the thing that I think fans need to understand about Kiefer Bellows. How many goals he puts into the net will be part of the equation as to how much ice time he gets. But what he does without the puck is going to really determine how long he stays in the Islanders' lineup. He has got to be responsible in his own zone, back check, pick up players. He's been doing that fairly well over the last couple of games, his first two games back into the lineup since Lee was out. But over the long haul, Anders Lee was leading the Islanders in goals scored with 12. Can the Islanders, a team that struggles to score enough goals even with Anders Lee in the lineup, get enough goal scoring down the stretch to continue to be successful? And they don't have to stay in first place. They don't. I mean, it's better if they can, but, you know, if the dynasty years taught us anything, you don't need to be the President's Trophy winner to win the Stanley Cup. And if the Islanders finish second in the division or third in the division, uh, but get hot at the right time and come together in the playoffs, 
you know, no one will remember if you win the Stanley Cup that you didn't come in first place in your division. And I think the Islanders in their four cup years won one President's Trophy. I mean, they didn't have the President's Trophy then, but they only had the best record in the league once in those four years, as far as I can remember. So over the long haul, can the Islanders find a way to continue to be successful without Anders Lee for a while? We don't know exactly how long. And part of this is going to be on Barry Trotz. Part of this is clearly going to be on all the players on this roster. And then what Lou Lamorello does at the trade deadline. But one way or the other, this injury to Anders Lee is either going to be the thing that dis- derails the Islanders' season, or they adjust to it and they keep on going and they remain a contender and successful and everything else. So this is the crossroads, and we'll see where the Islanders go. We've got more to discuss on today's show. We will preview the Islanders-Capitals game. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and more. Stay with us on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The football season may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and Major League Baseball is just around the corner. BetOnline even covers things like award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, and you can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. So if you put $100 into your account, they'll add $50 absolutely free. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Islander fans, you have heard us promoting Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup features peanut butter against coconut puff. Should be an interesting matchup. Peanut butter, a traditional flavor. Coconut puff, a little bit different. I'm not a big coconut guy myself, so I would vote for peanut butter. But this one probably will be going down to the wire. Go to BuiltBar.com or to at Built underscore Bar on Twitter to vote. Remember now, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15. To get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Alright, Islander fans, Tuesday on Locked On NHL, it's all about East Coast bias as Locked On Sabres host Joe DiBiase and Mike DiStefano of Locked On Leafs take a look at the biggest stories in the Eastern Conference. From Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin to the defending Stanley Cup champion Lightning and the up-and-coming Rangers and everyone in between, Locked On NHL is the place to be for Eastern Conference intel 
every Tuesday. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, we've got a, a good one today going back to the dynasty years. Want to wish a very happy 61st birthday to former Islanders winger Dwayne Sutter. The Sutter brothers, Dwayne and Brent, members of the Islanders during the dynasty years. In fact, Dwayne Sutter joined the Islanders in 1979-80, the year they first won the Cup after being drafted in the first round of the 1979 draft. He remained with the Islanders through the end of the 86-87 season and finished his career with three seasons in Chicago uh, playing for the Blackhawks. Went on to be a head coach in this league with the Florida Panthers back in 2000. Uh, 2001 and 2001, 2002 also served as an assistant coach for several teams. And, you know, Dwayne Sutter, a, a strong player on the third line for those Islanders dynasty teams. And he and his brother, really difficult to play against uh, back in the day. You didn't want to have to face the Sutter brothers. They were... Uh, Good checking forwards, and they could also put the puck in the net. Uh, we're going to go back and look at Dwayne Sutter's best game as an Islander. April 15th, 1983, the Patrick Division final round. New York Rangers visiting the Nassau Coliseum to take on your New York Islanders. In goal for the Rangers, Glenn Hanlon while, of course, Billy Smith was in between the pipes for the Islanders, and the Islanders scored less than a minute into the game. John Tonelli, his fourth from Bob Nystrom, won to nothing in favor of the Islanders. Then, with Tom Laidlaw in the penalty box for hooking, Dwayne Sutter gets his second of the playoffs, his first of the game on the power play from Tomas Janssen at 8-10, and the Islanders led 2-0. With less than five minutes left in the period, Bob Bourne sets up Dwayne Sutter for his second of the game at 15:33, and it's 3-0 Isles after one period. In the second period, the Islanders again get their power play going with Rick Chartraw in the box for charging. Brent Sutter, his second from Bob Bourne and Dennis Potvan, make it 4-0 Islanders. And then at 15:26, Dwayne Sutter completes the hat trick. His fourth of the playoffs, third of the game, Bob Bourne and Brent Sutter with the assists. Islanders cruise to a 5-0 win over the Rangers and take a 2-0 lead in the series. Only 23 saves necessary by Billy Smith to earn the shutout. The Islanders had 47 shots on goal against Glenn Hanlon. And believe it or not, it was Mike McEwen who led the Islanders with six shots on goal in this one. Three assists for Bob Bourne, but the hat trick, the only one of his NHL career for Dwayne Sutter. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We wish him a happy 61st and many, many happy more. So the Islanders and Capitals, top two teams in the East Division, Getting set to face off Capitals have now won four in a row. 
and yet they can't gain any ground on the Islanders. Islanders come into this game four points ahead of the Capitals with two games in hand. Win this game in regulation, and you're up six points on Washington, and that would be huge. If you lose in regulation, you're only up by two, and the Caps would still have two in hand. One big reason for the Capitals' success, the goal to be the starter this year, and yet Vanacek has done a good job. He is 11-5-3 this year. A 2.88 goals against average and a 9.04 save percentage. Not outstanding numbers, but you got to remember Washington is one of the better offensive teams in the league, so you don't need to be outstanding and shut them down in goal all the time in order to win. Special teams, a big part of the Capitals' success. They are sixth in the league with a 26.9% power play success rate. They're 11th on the PK, so the Islanders' penalty kill will be important, and it is vital uh, that J.G. Pajot can be back in the lineup for the Islanders in this game down in our nation's capital. Big game for the Islanders. Let's quickly take a look at the Capitals' line uh, combinations that they've been using recently. A lot of familiar names on this Capitals roster. Nicholas Backstrom, still the first-line center with Alexander Ovechkin and T.J. Oshie on his wings. Evgeny Kuznetsov is the second-line center. Uh, Jakob Verana and Daniel Sprong are his wingers. And again, you go down this lineup, you could see why they're a good team. They are a deep team as the third line, Dowd, with Hagelin and Hathaway on either side of him. Uh gives them more scoring depth. Richard Panic is the fourth line center and Connor Sheary and Trevor Van Riemsdyk are his wingers. On defense, you have the first pairing of Brendan Dillon and John Carlson. Carlson, more or less the quarterback of the power play and the best offensive defenseman on this team. Dmitry Orlov and Justin Schultz are the second pairing and big Zdeno Chara and Nick Jensen are the third pairing. You also have a situation uh, the injury re uh, list. Lars Eller has been day-to-day -day as of late, so we'll check in and see if he's available for Washington. But this game, the Islanders can really get a jump on things in the East Division if they find a way to win this game in regulation. We'll be back tomorrow to recap this game and analyze everything that's happening in the world of the New York Islanders. Have a great day. Stay safe, everybody. And of course, let's go Islanders.